0: Welcome to the Banker Midweek, your weekly look at what the industry is talking about offering information bankers like you need to know. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Banker Midweek. This week, we might have a name change very soon, so you have to watch this space. So today, your editors are myself, Liz Lumley, and my colleague, Farah Khalikh, editor of our sister publication, Banking, Risk, and Regulation. Uh, The Banker Midweek is our weekly sit-down about what is happening now, what is the industry chatting about, and what do bankers like you need to know? All of these things influence current and future stories on thebanker.com. However, this week, the podcast is a a banking risk and regulation takeover, hence why we have here sitting with me. Uh, And we are going to focus on all the drama going on at the Financial Conduct Authority in the UK. Hello, Farah.
1: Hi, Liz. Thank you for having me.
0: Excellent. So I'll give a little bit of a intro. So we're looking at who is regulating the regulator. The FCA has been under scrutiny by the UK government due to its relationship with Vidicu, the company that provided the faulty horizon system that wrongly accused British postmasters of stealing millions of pounds. Uh, those of you watching uh, ITV will have uh, seen the... Four-part drama that was aired uh, earlier this year. The FCA has had multiple contracts with Fitchu totaling 630 million, even after the High Court found that the software was faulty. So there are growing calls for stronger oversight of the UK's financial services regulators, and some experts say that the FCA may be ripe for reform. So Farah, what questions are government ministers asking?
1: Thanks, Liz. So on Fujitsu, they wanted information on the contracts that regulators, including the FCA, hold with the IT firm. Uh, They asked whether Fujitsu's role in Horizon was considered during the tendering process and whether organizations had thought about ending those deals in light of the scandal. It's important to note that this grilling is just one of many, many Mm. questions that government ministers are asking. They're asking more questions more often. So in 2022, the House of Commons Treasury Select Committee launched a dedicated subcommittee on financial regulation, specifically to hold financial regulators more
0: accountable. So it's interesting. I mean, usually it's the regulators that are asking the questions. So is is the FCA playing ball with all all these investigations? Well, a
1: spokesperson told Banking Risk and Regulation that its reps had attended 11 select committee sessions in the last financial year and seven so far this year. It sent 28 letters to the Treasury Select Committee in 2023 and a further six so far this year. Now, going back to Fujitsu, the FCA told ministers that it had agreed deals worth around $630 dating back to 2007 and kept using Fujitsu even after the UK High Court ruled in 2019 that Fujitsu's software had bugs. The conduct regulator even went so far to admit that it had considered ending a contract with Fujitsu due to poor performance and a breach of an agreed service standard, but decided to retain its services. And today, it still has six contracts worth a combined total of around $9 It proffered all this information to the committee. And an FCA spokesperson said, we believe accountability is vital and have hugely benefited from the regular and close scrutiny of parliamentary committees on our work.
0: (laughs) I mean, I don't think anyone uh, appreciates close scrutiny, but I mean, how how are they reacting to all this criticism?
1: The FCA is defending itself to the hilt. It's come under a fair bit of fire this year. Earlier this month, you may have seen Uh, that its capabilities came under fresh scrutiny after Lloyds and Santander, UK, two banks under the FCA's watch, were accused of allowing Iranian front companies to evade Western sanctions. Now, taking a step back, the FCA's role as the UK's financial crime supervisor is potentially up for the chop. So the UK Treasury consulted whether to split up the FCA and give its responsibility for tackling money laundering and terrorist financing, which it currently undertakes with a patchwork of other bodies to an entirely new organization, Mm -hmm. a mega supervisor, so to speak.
0: (laughs) The regulator for the regulator.
1: (laughs) It's just one of four options that Treasury has put on the table. It will make a decision by summertime. But yes, the FCA is defending itself strongly. In January, its CEO, Nikhil Rathi, warned the Treasury Select Committee against adopting that fourth option, the nuclear option of of this mega supervisor, he called it disproportionately disruptive. And the FCA's uh, favoured solution is to beef up other supervisors. So namely the UK's 22 professional body supervisors that supervise legal and accountancy firms. And the regulator has also been very quick to point out that it hired more than 1,000 new employees in the year leading to October
0: 2023. Mm-hmm. The FCA is not that old. It was only formed a number of years ago. And um, it has a, a pretty good reputation globally, especially with its innovation sandbox. And I know there are a lot of other regulators come to see um, how the, the FCA's role in the fintech economy in the U.K., but there has been also a lot of news in the press about internal issues at, at the FCA and uh, the staff not being very happy there. I won't go into to some of the more um, uh, salacious stories. With all of this criticism that, that's going at it right at the moment, do you think it can still survive?
1: Well, regulation experts have speculated whether the FCA is right for reform. It's due to turn 11 Some point to its predecessor, the Financial Services Authority, which lasted for 12 years before it was restructured in 2013 after a perceived failure to regulate banks appropriately in the lead-up to the financial crisis. And some say that the FCA may only survive a similar length of time. We spoke to Matthew Russell, financial crime partner at Ashurst Risk Advisory. He wrote in September that it is time to consider overhauling the FCA. In early February, a committee from the House of Lords put out a report called, Who Watches the Watchdogs? (laughs) They're calling for greater scrutiny of how regulators like the FCA work with government and parliament. So the report looks at the UK's near 100 regulators, not just the FCA, but it points to a series of high profile failures at regulatory bodies and highlights the need for greater oversight Uh, Regulators, they cited concerns from some quarters about the increasing politicisation of regulation Mm -hmm. post-Brexit. There is mounting concern about extra powers accrued by watchdogs following the UK's departure from the European Union. And it's also important to note that this report is not the first step that politicians have made towards cracking down on regulators. The House of Lords has launched a separate new committee, chaired by former Cabinet Minister Lord Michael Forsyth, specifically to track financial regulators' footsteps.
0: There have only been a few years in that giant, shiny building in Stratford in East London as well, which no one can find, but, you know, it's not that hard to find. So my final question is really who else is under scrutiny then?
1: Yes, the Treasury Select Committee, they they scrutinise all public organisations that are affiliated with the Treasury. So that would include other bodies like the Bank of England, the Payment System Regulator, HMRC, and so on. The TSC found, going back to Fujitsu, they found that these organizations held more than 3.4 billion worth of contracts with Fujitsu since 2019. Now remember that 2019 was the year of the landmark High Court ruling on the convictions of sub-postmasters. Mm. The court found that the Horizon Software was at fault for the misreported losses at post office branches. The Bank of England confirmed that it had one contract worth $417,000 with Fujitsu from 2019, which has since expired uh, in 2020. So the TSC is is looking more broadly at
0: Treasury affiliated
1: organizations.
0: So all of this coverage can be found where?
1: At bankingriskandregulation.com.
0: Excellent. Thank you so much for having a takeover of the Banker Midweek. It was a pleasure.
1: Thank you for having me, Liz.
0: Thank you for listening to The Banker Midweek, part of the portfolio of podcasts from the editorial team at The Banker, available on thebanker.com and wherever you get your podcast fix. Search on The Banker Podcasts to listen to more.